Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back. Ben and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Driven high and deep in the left field, way back in it. The Lansdowne Street, Connor Wong's first Red Sox home run makes it 9-1 in the seventh. He had been red hot down at AAA. They catch lightning in a bottle over everything. A two-run big fly. Somebody get that baseball for Connor Wong. See, not a whole loss this year. Red Sox getting production from the Mookie trade yet. First Wong Dong. That was a loud one, Curtis. That was a loud one on the really show. Market Red Sox Network last night. Look out. 9 1 blowout, three wins in a row. No, really, look out on Lansdowne. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Red Sox are going to be uh, in the crosshairs all offseason. They have many, many questions, obviously. It feels to me very simply, Ken, that Henry might as well take this offseason to decide if it's Cora or Heim. Because we will perpetually be in the same state. Well, then he'd say, then he'd prove Sam a liar, who's already given them a vote of confidence. Okay, well, Tim Kirkjian just called Sam a liar. I mean, in reporting that subsequent to the interview that Sam conducted with Ken Rosenthal, Tim Kirkjian quoted a, a rival manager. Hmm, who's the manager that worked? Who are the managers that both worked at ESPN? Oh, that's right, Aaron Boone and Alex Cora. <laughs> And they and he said that Cora wants to win. He has no patience for a long, protracted rebuild. That's the strongest relationship between a GM and a manager that's ever been seen. Maybe he meant Brian O'Halloran, who's actually the GM. Do you think Sam was actually just playing words there? No, he was not. Um, and the if there's any, you know, if you want to talk about where Do you ever feel strong... like I'm the Brian O'Halloran of WEI? No, you're much better than him. Well, I like Brian O'Halloran. So okay, you just like him. We're both overshadowed by uh, greater powers in the in the business. You know what I mean? We we're like uh, the workers behind the scenes that don't get enough praise. B O H and I. Do I need to give you more adulation? Yes. Okay. Great. Some job. would be a start. I, I said a week ago at the radio telethon <laughs> that you're the best manager I've ever had. That you do a great job. You work far more than you get credit for, oh, and you've you've had this opportunity for like six months, and I haven't seen any big fires. So Thank good you. job. You've done a nice job as well. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I get too much praise. Um, the The strongest relationship between the Red Sox and their fans is with the manager. Yeah, it's it's the, the yeah. But, but if they believes... start the rebuild, if they choose the rebuild, Cora may bolt to the point where he becomes a problem, and they would choose Bloom because he's an easier guy to keep. Right. But the reason why there is that passion and co- connection with Cora 
is that the fans see him as a guy that takes the losses like they do. Players, now with the money and everything, you're not going to see them wear it like they used to. Cora, it appears, whether it's a mirage or real, appears to connect directly with the fans. I know it does with me. Mm-hmm. I hear him on in the afternoon. I hear him after games. I hear him with Joe or Will and during the pregame, postgame stuff. No, oh, he is awesome. And he doesn't change. He's unflappable. He's always in that mode. And I think players want to play for him. So if you remove Cora, yep. already in a relatively sort of sterilized relationship. Well, if you do that, you're going full rebuild, which they say they're not going to. But, and I'm saying that the floor could fall out. Obviously, there'll be tourists. Well, Obviously, they kept Cora, and the floor fell out. They went 8-19 and 19 in July. But you see Fenway last night? I mean, it's not exactly a place that looks like a last-place home. Yeah, you're mean, right. You're right about that. There, there is a relationship with Cora that if they remove, it will be incredibly difficult. Not only will it be – I think Cora is the best manager in baseball. If you lose Cora, replacing him just strictly on the field will be difficult. But also – that is doubly, just like we said, Bill is sort of a Kevlar vest for Kraft. Yeah. If Haim gets rid of Cora, whoever he replaces him with, it's not going to be on that guy. It'll, It'll be all Heim. be on Haim. Just the way Sweeney removed Cassidy, and Ex- now Sweeney's on the hot seat. Exactly. Totally right. Now, Rosenthal wrote this big piece about what the Red Sox need to do. He does point out in there, and I don't know if you buy into this as an excuse, the Major League season was wrecked in part due to injuries to nine contributors in June, July, and August. And it is true. Kike, Garrett Whitlock, Ivaldi, Rich Hill, Waka, Strom, okay, Chris Sale, Trevor Story, Tanner Houck. And they lost, they legitimately lost nine guys. You have to factor that in somewhere to the calculus. Okay, I'm sure. I, I don't think fans today say that Cora should be fired because they underachieved. So that would be the on field manager would be most responsible for that. But basically, he goes on and makes the case that they have to spend in many areas in the offseason. You have said Aaron Judge. Could be a guy they go after. Yep. I, I just don't see that. I mean, can I just can we get back to things they lost? Because you talked yep. about injury. Yep. Keith, I keep Keith has been dominant this week. He had a great tweet the other night. Mookie Betts, Kyle Schwarber, and Hunter Renfro have combined. This was as of the thirtieth of August. Have combined for ninety home runs this season. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox one twenty two. So you want to talk about players they lost to injury? I want to talk about players they lost because they didn't want them and they needed them. Well, they didn't want them or. See, this goes back. The whole Mookie thing is still kind of a mystery. Did they want him? Did they not? Okay, they wanted let's, him go, at a price. let's just stick with Schwarber then. Let's ignore Mookie. Why, okay. why is Schwarber not here? Because it's money, right? I guess. Okay. Or they thought he was going to block, you know, Marcelo Mayer or not Marcelo Mayer, but uh, uh, Tristan Cassis or something. I mean, did they? Did, but now they got Hosmer, who's there for a couple years. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. And Bayo, I mean, he basically <laughs> should we? Bayo's going to be good. I think we're going to say Pedro looked like a Bayo. That will be baby Pedro next year. We just jumped the gun on that. Oh, and so- by the way, Brian Mata just called up to AAA. That is the next. Pedro Jr. right there. I hate prospects. I find it but so But Mata tedious. is legit. He is dealing. You, he had a great year in double A. I think we were in the hospital. We had just had James. <laughs> and you, list, I tuned in. I kid you not. I was watching. I, fed, I sent you Sox prospects daily. You were. I have not heard you that giddy since you got to fire Ordway. I was Ordway. excited. They haven't had a homegrown pitching prospect in my lifetime. Okay. And so it's sucked. exciting. He sucked lemons. He sucked. It was, he was called up too soon. They were desperate. And Not according to you. Him. You said he was I ready. Was wrong. He was the next Pedro. Well. But that's what most prospects are. But next year he'll be that. Okay. okay he might be that. No, and and I Brian have, Mata I, will be there. I am forever scarred by Craig Hansen <laughs> and by Carl Pavano and by Tony Armas Jr. Okay. But here's Rosenthal's point. Brian Rose. The top of the free agent market for starting pitchers next year will include Jacob DeGrom, Justin Verlander, Carlos Rodon, 
Clayton Kershaw, Chris Bassett, who was just Okay, uh, can you get to the, the guy Nets. that just had Tommy John and will miss half the season? <laughs> that's who they'll sign. That's Chris Sale. They already have him. Um, you think they're going to go after Jacob DeGrom? No, but Bassett makes sense. I've never heard of him. Well, he was a big trade deadline acquisition by the Mets. So Bassett? Yes. So let's say they get one of these guys. Then you got Bayo. You got Mata. But you're you, providing evidence in something that... And you that, bring back Waka and Evaldi but Heim, on short-term deals. They don't want to do that. <laughs> Heim's here to not do that. Yeah, he'll do short deals. If they can, See, that would be perfect. Like short him. players? <laughs> no, no. Two, three-year deals for, like, limited money that's not... Because that's the, that's the edict, right? They okay. do not want to get sucked into 10-year deals anymore. They, ha- they have to endeavors. Okay, then they need to change their entire business model. Because they need to stop charging at the highest point. They need to... They need to have what they charge their consumer more representative of what they invest in their team. But I so, but I think that instead of going after Judge, but you disagree with that? Say that again. They need to adjust their business model to stop charging the highest ticket prices uh, and make it more commensurate with what they actually reinvest into their organizational talent. They invest top five money into the product. It's just choices have been poor. This group hasn't. Heim will not. I mean, you're talking well, about they signed Story. Right, which was simply done to get more leverage against a guy that was going to cost more money. It was all about cost security. But that might have been a good decision. I mean, we, we don't okay, know. Okay, great. It might have been, but you're using that as an example. There, I would be. I would bet everything I have that they don't spend six years, $30 million on anybody. Okay, but the point is, Bloom has done some good. Okay, he's brought in your Garrett Whitlock's. He's brought in your John Schreiber's. The farm system is better. They're like 10th or 11th. What do you think of that Renfro trade? Okay. Terrible. For Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, uh, inexplicable. I, I agree. Okay, so inexplic- Schwarber was un- inexplicable that they didn't bring him back. So I agree. Where would the Red Sox be if they had Renfro and they had Schwarber all year? Would they be a playoff team? I don't think so, to be honest. But I don't know. You just said they still had a shot with this stumble bum roster. I, I was just trying to make the case, but they don't. They're out. They're, they have a 1% chance. I admit, the, the hope but, is but, gone. But those decisions are not based on spending money in terms of long-term obligations. Those were... Well, Schwarber was long-term to them for a guy who's... But that was... Bloom believed he could get similar to what Schwarber got from right. a combination of Franchi and other Dahlbeck. guys. Dahlbeck. Dahlbeck had a horrible year. Okay, they had a so couple he, guys that just collapsed based on what they did last year. But is the job of Bloom to, to predict and know talent? I agree. I'm not saying he's beyond criticism. But those are two huge errors. Huge. Those And they have to compensate by going out and signing guys. But my point and is... And if you're John Henry, did that alter your view of Bloom? Seeing those two decisions... And how magnified those mistakes were made. It might shake your faith in him. Yes. So that's why I'm bringing them up. I'm not saying that Heim's an idiot. But they've already said they're not firing him. They're giving him one more year, right? The worst thing you... It's like a two-goal lead in hockey. You know, the worst thing you can get is the stamp of approval when you suck. Yeah. Well, that's what they're doing. So, okay, you're going to give him one more year to see how the farm system develops. And if they go out and sign a couple guys, a DH, an outfielder, a starting pitcher, Probably a reliever, right? What, do you want to close, or do we hate those? <laughs> no, they got the, the guy that just had back surgery, uh, Tanner Houck. Does Heim just hang out at Mass General <laughs> and wait to see if a baseball player is going out? Like, what is their obsession with injured players? The Red Sox next year have $92 million committed. That's $45 million less than the Yankees. So you can repair the roster with $50 million spread amongst four different guys. Okay, so but that means you're losing J.D., Evaldi, yep. Xander. No, no, Evaldi's back. Xander, I don't know. Valdi's back with what money? Bring him back. Well, then you don't have all that money. You're okay, talking. well, that's $10, 15000000 million, whatever. <laughs> but the $92 million guaranteed is, is, is 30 of that is Chris Sale. What's the rest of it? You go out and get a free agent DH. 
Michael Brantley, Jorge Soler. A a Schwarber type. Trey Mancini. Yes. You correct the Schwarber mistake by bringing them. You have Hosmer. Cassis comes up eventually. And you start to piece it together with some free agent spending and Bloom's guys eventually, Brian Mata, come up from the minors. You're back in business. They are seven games ensconced in last place. They are. Yeah, it's a good division. It's like the AFC right. West of baseball. So you're talking about adding like this is the 2014 Patriots. This team needs far more help than just pieces uh, here or there. Four players. I think that gets you there. So, but the DH, Orioles are better. Outfielder. Orioles are okay. The Orioles traded one of their better players at the deadline, right. and they're still better than you. They've been the best team in baseball since I think May 1st. I think the Red Sox will catch them. How far? How far back are the Orioles? Are we? Seven. Okay. Of right. the Orioles, I think they're six. <laughs> well, I've got faith to get out of the basement by the end of the year. That's the goal. Not to catch Toronto, it's to catch the Orioles. 617-779-793. Oh, Ben Vaughn just sent me a nice text. Going to BC Rutgers. Maybe Should I ask him if he wants to come on? And Is we that a nice text? I mean, it's not I hate you. <laughs> no, let's not bring Volan on. I do want your prediction, though. Can you stop? Uh, next, waffling. I will give you my position. Give me your hot Patriots win total prediction. And you'll go to IHOP and get a waffle. First, it's Nick LaPana. What's trend? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other. Other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. 
it's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So. Just want you to know, Curtis, I didn't request this song. Here I go again on my own. I'm hoping that's not the case for Tom. And they've had fights before, right, in their marriage, I'm sure, like um, everybody has. <laughs> right. She'll be back at some point, right? They'll get it together. But it's got to be concerning. I don't know what your win total was for the Bucks, let alone the Pats. Their 10.5 is the over-under. It's a tough one because Bucks have a tough schedule. I thought it was 11.5. Uh, I saw it as 10.5. Okay. Maybe call, e- call it 11. Either way. I would go under 11. I think I would, too, based on this drama. And Tampa has a pretty tough schedule. Sneaky. At Dallas, at New Orleans, I guess is not tough. New Orleans, Brady's 0-4 in the regular season. Yeah, okay. Um, Green Bay, Kansas City, but both at home. And then it gets much easier. But that's an interesting first four games if Brady is distracted and going through a lot of personal drama here. Right. If you, if you hate Brady, and let's say they start out 1-3, and three, does that send Tom out the door? Do you think he would quit? Would, it, would there no. ed, would anything that it would cause him to retire midstream? Actually, I... Never the, the Tom that I have sort of based my foundational opinion on, I think, is no longer really in the picture. He's kind mm-hmm. of morphed into this sort of quasi Tom Cruise, Tom Brady kind of guy. But you which know. I'm telling you, I I wonder if deep down he he regrets leaving a place where he had a foundation and he didn't have to worry. Bill canceled a lot of the noise Ken, for him. He, he won did. a Super Bowl. He's 5-1 and one in the playoffs. That was great. He's thrown 83 touchdown passes. What would he regret? How's his life looking right now? Right. He laughs at you guys. He does? Yes. I don't know. I, well, I think he I mean, might wish he was back. Which, think... by the way, I'm not sure Patriots fans would want it back right now. Okay, Ken. Would, you, would Patriots fans take Brady who, or Mac right who, now? Who regret, regrets their decision more? Kraft or Brady? I don't think Kraft okay, regrets Ken, it. Simply question. Who regrets their decision more to separate? Kraft this or Brady? This morning, probably Brady. Ken, you're like, you can't even have a conversation. What? I can't have an opinion? I just have to think the way you do. No, you're wrong. Oh, I mean, there's... Okay, then why do you even ask the okay, question? Okay, why, why, why is Kraft happy this way? We morning? have a discussion. Kraft is happy in his own head that he let Tom do what he wants to do. That's what he's always well, said. No, the question he, he is... Didn't fran- you... He didn't... He took away the ability to franchise him, and he gave him the choice to leave, which he did. Ken... That's the, a personal the, the, the thing question, between them. No, no, no. The question is back backdating it to what they said at the time. Today, who regrets the separation more? Tom Brady or Robert Kraft? Can I just say something without picking a name so that gets you upset? Can I give an, an explanation for why I'm saying this? I really believe Robert Kraft is happy with his decision. He chose Bill over Tom because he felt like Tom needed to get out. He had those two. He couldn't keep it together any longer. You keep reshaping how the conversation is. It's a very simple question. It's not about what well, they thought or what they say. I'm telling you, and you're not accepting my answer. I think Brady regrets it this morning. Deep down, he may not admit it, but I think he misses deep down leaving the fold here where he had a lot of things taken care of for him, and he had a good structure in place. So Robert Fine. Kraft has two tackles that aren't bought in. The quarterback wasn't That's bought in. separate. Kendrick, he may be unhappy with the way Bills well, who, handled it post-Brady. But who, who, must, but who was the one who brought everybody together? Like that, You're missing the whole point of this. I'm not missing your point. I understand your question. I just don't think Robert Kraft is like whatever blame himself. He may get criticism for it. I and, know. It's a game. I'm not saying he's waking up this morning looking in the mirror going, oh, what a tough day. I'm right. not talking about that. I'm talking about the simple. You say that he misses the, the structure here. Mm-hmm. The Patriots don't have a stud quarterback. 
That's all you need to win. Mm. That's not all they need to win because that in 2019 they couldn't win and they had a stud quarterback. Can they? They won- were missing weapons. Okay, you said yourself, you Nikhil Harry. Point again, they won- Harry was the straw that broke the camel's back. That, well, that the five team, worst decisions in the Belichick era. You said they couldn't win in 2019. They won 12 games, something they never did before or after Brady. Before or after. We had three years. One of them was a rebuilding year with Cam How many Newton. years were the Patriots around they before won Brady? ten games last year, which was pretty good with a rookie quarterback. In the 17-game season? Yeah. Right. Making the playoffs, it was good. Right. They, they, they won 12 in the year they said they lost, but now you're saying it's a winning season because they won 10. What was the over-under last year going in? Nine and a half. So they did better than expected. They overachieved. Well, they did. Can you just? What's your win total? Can you give me your win total for this year? No, because How you're many? just intentionally obtuse. I'm not, you can't accept that somebody thinks differently than you do. You no, get very upset when no, people don't like, just echo chamber you. Ken, what time is it right now? It is 1028 on Gresham Keith. I disagree. These are not facts that are set in stone. <laughs> of course it is. It is not. You're asking who regrets their decision more. That's a personal opinion of Robert Kraft and Tom Brady. Neither, Tom Brady has neither been of us are for, in their heads. He's been in Tampa for two years. He has thrown 83 regular season touchdown passes, almost 100 total, won a Super Bowl, and is 5-1 in the playoffs. Okay, and, and how's his life his... off the field right now? Oh, Giselle loved New England. She was the biggest reason they left in the first place. I, I don't know that's the case. Of course it is. That's why they He's left. the she one that said he here. wouldn't never catch me dead in the Northeast anymore. So obviously he didn't like it. <laughs> Ken, he was talking about the winner, and 90% of the people here share his view. He didn't stay, not because of his hatred of you. He left because his wife didn't want to be here. He wanted to be closer to home. Do you think Brady's going to crush it this year and have a good year? I think you'll have a much better year than Mac Jones, yes. But you just said under 10.5, which, by the way, it's 11.5. So I'd say they win 11 games this year, 11-6. and And make the Super Bowl? Um, I think they play, they have a rematch against the Rams in the NFC title game in L.A. With a chance at that time. So you're not going to make a pick right now. But you think uh, they're... I think they'll win 31-28. It'll be a rainy day, but thankfully they'll have a dome. <laughs> oh, now you're against predictions. No, you're asking for all these specifics. I, uh, specific, just give me a win total. 11-6. and six. Bucks 11-6. and six. Patriots 9-8. and 9-8 eight. Nine and eight for the pass. No playoffs. No playoffs. Okay, there we go. I think 11. I think Brady could have a disastrous year. This, they could be 0-4. Dallas, New Orleans, Green Bay, and Kansas City. 0-4 start for Brady. He might retire. He might there is a chance of that. Not rooting for it. And you're just talking facts. You have no opinion on the matter. You're just I, viewing that very clearly down the middle. report. 617-779-7937. You care to weigh in on and that? If Brady did a video of Live Tour, it's all you talk about. But that's okay. <laughs> I would not. God. Go ahead, Steve. Steve in the truck, my buddy. Hi, Steve. Hi, Ken. How are you? Great. How are Ken, you? I try to love you, but you do all this because you want a reaction from people. Uh, you are so full of yourself. Yeah, it is true. Because you're full of it, okay? You think Kraft doesn't regret it more than Brady? And I'm going to tell you something about his wife, Giselle. He should have stayed with Bridget Monaghan. Because I got a friend of mine got married, one of these lovely ladies from Brazil. And you know what? Okay, well, it's not what good. Are we doing? I don't know where we're going there. Um, <laughs> what? Some of the callers lately at this radio station have been outright bizarre. Serious question, though. Kra- like, what evidence do you have that Kraft regrets it? His decision to part ways or allow Brady to leave if he wanted to. Has he ever said that? You may disagree with this. I have a functioning brain. But uh, honestly, has Kraft ever said anything that makes you think that, uh, you know, I should have never done that? Yeah, what he said this this offseason before the owners' meetings when he said, we haven't won a playoff game in three years, it's not acceptable to me. But he's never said it's because Brady left or I screwed up or we should never have done that or in hindsight this should have happened or he hasn't spoken almost i mean have you heard him interviewed about the subject at all outside of that he's been asked about brady and his departure 
I'm pulling for Tom. He's like behind Tom. No, that was a TMZ video when he was walking down the street. He hasn't conducted an actual interview about the subject at any point, and he would not say that because it would reflect poorly upon him. So so you think he's lying, and deep down he he just can't stand it. So you think Sam Kennedy believes that Heim Bloom and Alex Cora are best friends? (laughs) Yes, I do. Okay, so you agree with me that people say whatever they need to. Let's go to Jerry in New Hampshire. Hi, Jerry. Hey, how's it going, guys? So, hey, I'll answer the question, and I'll try to back it up as as well as I can. I I would think it would be Kraft because Brady moved on. He won another Super Bowl. He, you know, wherever he goes, he's a proven winner, number one. Number two, Kraft would never admit he made a mistake because nobody really likes to admit when they're wrong. But I think that definitely Kraft is is the one that's, that's feeling, you know, the worst out of this whole deal. Tom can go anywhere he wants. And he can make any team better. And if he did ever want to come back to New England, I think Kraft would say, come on back, Tom. Hmm. All right, Jerry, thanks for the call. I've admitted I was wrong about John New Smith. People can admit when they're wrong. You have as well. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, the biggest <laughs> issue of our time, you've been dead wrong. What's the biggest issue of our time? Brady or Bill. <laughs> oh. uh, I've been proven, I say short-term, Brady won. But long-term, Bill still has a chance well, to... Well, we're into year three. The first year, you're using the excuse from the Charlie Weiss interview where it's like, oh, it's a rebuild. You can't do this overnight. The cap situation. The cap situation today is horrible. By the way, what about the John Smith thing? Seriously, can explain what, what is Bill thinking, giving him $8 million in a bonus and pushing off a larger dead money potential cap hit into future years? Why did Bill do that? Because maybe he believes that he needs to be rewarded for mediocre play, and he thinks I'm sure it's a, as much mental as it is cap wise. So I he's mean, trying to inspire Jonu before the year begins. Like we need you. I guess We're giving you money up front. I, I could be right, but I, it's it's just remarkable to me. Two things: one, the animus to Brady talk when when the Brady divorce stuff popped up. It's all anybody that was a Patriots fan wanted to talk about. When it's bad news for Tom. People here salivate over it. Well, that's when it's bad th- news about Robert, they can't, they say, "Oh, talk about Bobby Orr." <laughs> like you well, most people, people are still Brady fans. They well, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're foolish if you're not. But the the situation here is this is no known to net for my generation. Stop it. Of course it is. Like there will never be too much of this conversation. You had the greatest thing you'll ever have, and you pushed it out the door. And it's like the notion that you sit back, look at where the Patriots are today, and look at where the Bucks roster is. The last couple of years, the Bucks have looked like the Patriots, and the Patriots have looked like the Bucks. And that's because it's not the way it always was. It's the way it is. The quarterback drives everything. If we did a poll, who would you rather have this year, Brady or Mac? I bet you it's close. I bet you well, it's 50-50. Because people, are, because people don't want to admit that they're jealous. It's the first thing you avoid. So you think it would be a flawed poll? Nobody would tell the truth. Right. Like, if you saw a He's girl gonna... that you were dating with another guy, you'd be like, oh, wow, I think he looks great in those shoes. <laughs> Let's go to David in the car. David. Yes. How are you? Hey. Listen, um, Mac. Sorry, guys. Okay. Brady, I'm with him 100%, and you can put me as number one to start with, that I'm on the Brady team. And... Robert Kraft, he's regretting it because he lost he's lost a lot of money on the value of his team. He's the second highest value team in the NFL. And not because it's the New England Patriots, because of what Tom Brady did for twenty years. And now Tampa Bay value just went up. So the ownership just made tons of money in Tampa. 
by having Tom Brady. And I miss him. Tampa's playing. I'm watching. Okay, David. Thanks for the call. Are you ready for some really horrible journalism? Good. I don't know the veracity of either of these Twitter accounts, but I have good news for the Bucks and Patriots in separate random reporting that just came across my timeline. Wow, okay. Which one do you want first? Give me the good Patriots news. Source from underscore MI football. Oh, God. The Patriots and star star wide receiver (laughs) Odell Beckham Jr. have a mutual interest (laughs) in each other. God. Both the former LSU star and Bill Belichick have publicly raved about each other. Is this last year's report? Nope, this is 19 hours ago. Somebody just retweeted, I think it was Mo Chanel. Oh, God. Uh, that they are, according to their sources, Belichick and Beckham are very, very, very close. All right, I'm not going down the Beckham road again. Go ahead. What's the positive news for Brady and the Bucks? Your man. Giselle's back? <laughs> for, for a guy that doesn't take any satisfaction. I'm not taking, I was asking. That would be good news. Marital issue. Mutual respect. That uh, would be good news. Rob Gronkowski, according to at NFL Rums, may not be done yet. Drew Rosenhaus said that he would it would not surprise him if Brady uh, rejoins him this season. I mean, if Gronk rejoins Brady. Is there season. anything worse than will Gronk unretire or will Edelman unretire talk at this point? Awful. And and you know what? If he if Gronk, obviously you can't say without it because it was the Super Bowl, but by and large, his time in Tampa has been relatively meh. 207 text, Kraft effed up by not promoting McDaniels and moving Belichick to the front office. That's the Kraft uh, mistake. What do you think about that? Well, you you messed up Brady. You lot, you got rid of him. And now you're messing up Mac. I don't put any of this this season in any way on Mac Jones. I know last week you were talking, and you're right, that he walked into a sack, the interception, horrible throw. Totally agree. But what Mike Reese was reporting on this week was that the whole demeanor and the timing and the confidence of Mac had been shaken. And who shook it? it, it well, we all said that next week after the brutal loss in the playoffs up at Orchard Park, that Mac was one of the few guys on that roster that could hold his head up high. That he, you know, incredible interception by Hyde. You know, tough situation. You're talking about centimeters from having a tying touchdown pass to the game. You know, flipping on its ear. The defense was the issue in that game, but you know, sort of full stop. Mac is currently entering the season without a tackle. On either side, that he can feel confident. Well, he has a good tackle if Trent Brown is engaged and wants to play left tackle. Right. Part of it's his money. I hope they take that money they freed up from Jonu and give it to Trent. They don't. They have money. They can do whatever they want. It's not about the well, cap. Give him some. If you want to make Jonu Smith feel good, make Trent Brown feel good. That right. would make sense to but, me. But the roster decisions in the absence of Brady have been at best mediocre. Mac Jones, number one A. If he's good, everything else is covered up. We know that. But the decision to franchise and keep Tooney in 2020 with a horrible team around him was bizarre and not get use that money to allocate towards a signing bonus that kept him here. Then you don't have to go on this wild goose hunt to find Cole Strange and trade Shaq Mason. Bizarre dealing with that. Yeah, you, You've had the offensive line, which for a rookie quarterback, Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady if he doesn't have Damian Woody, Andrewsy, Matt Light at left tackle. I mean, that was a as strong a front as you had. Not to mention whether it was Mark Edwards at the beginning or Devlin recently, the fullback or the the uh, Swedish guy, whatever he was. He's now with the Raiders. The the, the 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 protection and the sort of bubble around Mac is non-existent in year two. John U. Smith. That's why they gave him all that money. Max protector. Give him, six mil- give him a six million dollar bonus. Be an extra blocker. I, I I don't believe this to be wrong. I think the most guarantees Julian Edelman ever got was six million <laughs> on the nose, and they just gave seven million to Jonu Smith. Here's a question for you. I fully admit the coordinator situation with the new playbook. Not to mention the coordinators well, for yeah. Mac Jones. It could be bad. 
Um, you know, my theory still is they're waiting out for Bill O'Brien next year, but that doesn't save you this year. So, as you know, I've, I have a bet, I have a hundred dollar bet with you that Hoyer takes over by week eight. But but you have this issue when you're ma- when you're making an argument is that you stipulate things that have yet to occur to back you up, and then when I do the same thing, you're like, you can't say that that hasn't happened. <laughs> like what? Like well, you're like Bill O'Brien's waiting in the wings. We don't know that. I know we don't know that. What have I said that your speculation that's not accurate? I don't know. That's inaccurate. What you're speculating, you can't base. It's things, what I think. But. This year, so are the Patriots charging for ticket prices? Yes. So are we They're paying? They're not punting for... on this year. They're d- Bill's doing what he thinks is best in the short term. But here's my question to you: So you if thought it goes... he was blindsided by Josh McDaniel's departure? Um, probably a little bit. Don't you think? Wasn't that a you surprise? Can't be a little blindsided. Everybody you are thought or you aren't. nobody thought he was leaving. Every year he didn't no, leave. I so was him saying choosing he would. to leave. I was saying he would, and you said the school systems. <laughs> you did you say it? I'll give you credit then. I didn't know that you you predicted he was gone. Well, I said that if he gets an opportunity, he's going to take it. He's not going to wait his whole life for Bill to change his mind. All right, but let's say Patricia and Judge is a dumpster fire. Okay, I but, won't stipulate that, but I'll, I'll for this purpose, I'll go along. Does Bill have the stones to step in and say, basically, Patricia, you're out. You're not good at this. I'm calling plays, or Hoyer is, or do something about it. Wait, does he have the stones to stand up to a guy who owes his life to him? I think he would be able to do that. Yeah, but he's loyal to his friends, and he loves Patricia and Judge, right? Eventually, Will Hunting went out west to check on the girl. Yeah, I I don't know what options Bill has, but that that could be the toughest choice he has all year. What? Because he's given Patricia the keys, and he said drive the car. If he wrecks the car, how does he fix that? Do you think Bill respects Patricia as a coach? Yes. Oh, God. They won multiple titles together. What are you talking about? Uh, He views him as, Bill views him as like his little pet project. He's like Greg and Stiz. (laughs) Do you believe Kraft regrets Brady leaving more than Brady regrets leaving town? He's one of the most brilliant people I've ever been around in terms of football knowledge, so. And give me your Pat's win predictions this year. He was actually talking about Gresh. 617-779-7937. It's Ken and Curtis on EEI. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. Well, after 20 years with any player, I'll make this commitment to any player in the future. Anyone who spends 20 years with us and helps us go to win six Super Bowls, we're not going to keep. Look, we could have contract-wise kept him under um, in our camp, but it's just not the right thing. And, you know, uh, naturally we, we want to win, but who knows what would have happened. If he stayed here, you know, you look what happened at the end of his last season here. Great poll, Nick LePan. Great poll. That's the draft 2021. Doesn't sound like a guy who's regretting his decision to let Tom go and win was elsewhere. That, was that before the 2021 season? I believe so, right? Right around the draft 2021? Yeah, it was March of 2021. Do you think he's changed his mind since then? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you keep... To me, this seemed like a rhetorical question. Like, I didn't even think there'd be pushback on it. I, I don't know how you can make the case for one missing the other. It, it doesn't. When Tom Brady, if you're going to bring up the marital issues, Tom went to Florida to give his wife a bone in a way. Like, okay, we'll go here. Something about Florida I just don't trust. Would you ever retire there? I know you love Florida. Well, Jupiter is gorgeous. What don't you trust? Like I Jupiter, could not Florida? live down there. Stuff goes wrong. You go to Florida and it's just drama waiting. You're from Western Pennsylvania and you wouldn't go to Florida? <laughs> You're correct. What is that? They're not two completely opposites. Florida is a different breed, though. Different breed. Western PA, know. normal people. I went into like a me. gas station near your house and a guy was like had like three eyes. 
that's hunting season. You know, God, get cut him a break. Uh, 20 years, could have kept him, but was not the right thing. I really believe Robert just feels that way. He feels like he did a good, he did a solid to a guy that was great to him for many, many years. What is Robert Kraft trying to do in his final act as the owner of the Patriots? Uh, I don't know. Go to Canton. Get in the Hall of Fame. Right, that's done. He'll be in. There's no doubt he'll be so in. Why wasn't he in? Why isn't he in? It just takes forever. The process is slow. I don't know why they have a bottleneck. Only so, so many people can get in per year. Okay. I mean, I think he's very interested in He'd his probably legacy. like to get in in his lifetime. Of course. I mean, he but deserves it. I, I think he, he, he I does think, deserve it. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But th- the notion that you don't think that he understands what this does to shape his legacy is mind-boggling. Well, I, I don't know that it does shape his legacy. I mean, we had you a discussion crafts- on our afternoon show yesterday, and they were not – it was Fitzy Hart and Lou – they were not on the same page as to whether Kraft had even taken criticism for Brady leaving. Some right. feel that he has. Some feel that he hasn't. And we already agreed on that. We, so the waters are, like, it's not universal that Kraft blew this. Do, the Babe Ruth, Ruthian aura is only understood through the ti- the absence of, through, through the lens of time. The prism of time. So today, when you look back and you see that Babe Ruth had more home runs than the other teams combined in his league, yeah. it looks larger than life. We figures grow; they do not shrink, especially the heroes of our sports. Tom yeah, Brady—that was, that was much more of a black and white issue. Well, well, that's also it's kind of a big issue that he didn't do it against anybody that was black. Of course, there's things that you can stipulate, but the situation with Tom Brady, you see it now, and with Belichick as well. McVay won won a Super Bowl, and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to retire. Like the money and everything is so different. Tom's twenty year run. 22-year run with seven titles. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady today has more Super Bowls than any franchise in the history of the sport. Amazing. So that is going to become more and more Ruthian just as Babe Ruth. The Red Sox won several championships with Babe Ruth before he became a Yankee. But six of seven here is different than Ruth becoming. He's known as a Yankee. Right, but the, 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 the lens that we use to view it will will muddy the water for the people that decided to push Brady out and will prop Brady up as time moves along. There, there were, like Just like it was a huge hot-button topic before the Super Bowl in, the, in New Orleans, Super mm-hmm. Bowl 36, about the Bledsoe-Brady. Yep. There's nobody that anymore, after like 2003, nobody brought that up again because the people that were saying Bledsoe just shut up and agreed. I agree with your point that over time, people were going to look back and say, how did that happen? But don't you think... When that's brought up, but you just walked right now? past that. How did that happen? I, that's a great question. Well, no, but can I finish my point? It's going to be more Bill versus Brady than it is Kraft screwed up. Again, Brady Bel- Belichick is going to be the shield for Kraft's legacy there. But anybody viewing it would say, "How could the owner not stop it?" I don't think so. So you think Robert it, Kraft views himself as powerless in the organization? He chose Bill, right? So there you go. You well, just answered your question. He chose Bill, but over who? Over Brady. That's the whole question. Yeah, but it, but historically, when people look back, if they're going to criticize, they're going to say, well, it makes sense. He chose Bill. But why did Bill want the quarterback gone? That doesn't make any sense. They will blame the coach much more than the owner for letting him go. Okay, I, I disagree. In my opinion. Let's go to John again on this subject, which we've discussed once or twice. Hi, John. John! John going once. John going twice. Hello? Hey, there you yeah. are. How are you? Hey, how are you guys? Oh, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. I got you. Hi. All right, good, good. So, listen, um, you know, first-time caller over so many years, past-season ticket holder. Um, this is the most black-and-white issue that I can imagine, that Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft aren't at fault for this 
debacle with Tom Brady, the greatest athlete and the most should be the most appreciated and exalted athlete, being literally they open the door, let him go, and the disingenuous and the, the sorry the ass kissing of, of Patriots fans. I just find it just incredible. Well, serious question, John. Like if they said, if they I had kept him, I, I don't even understand how the argument is even an argument. But play this out, though, John. If Kraft had said, yeah. "We're not letting you go. We're going to franchise you," wouldn't he have taken criticism for not letting Brady go from some people? Not saying everybody, but like. Yes. Yeah. And and listen, I I, I think it's I hate to say it, but simplicity for me it's it's just more on Bill. I mean, Bill is out of control. His ego is completely out of control. Uh, the team is average. The coaching is below average, as evidenced by the special teams. Just waste last year. Not a Bill Belichick coach team anymore. You know, quote-unquote Bill Belichick coach team. They would have won the conference with special teams. Yeah, maybe. And, and, and the fact that they were 10-7, of and with all due respect, they won in a hurricane in Buffalo. They never would have won that game. And then they beat all good teams who were injured. Yeah. I, like, I just, it's just, this team is 9-8. and eight at, at, I think it would be at best. And, and what can you say about Tom Brady? Uh, Tom Brady was the winner in the And even Bill is not acting anymore. Like he has that winning passion, it, it shows. It is evident that Tom Brady was everything, especially the last 13, 14 years, in terms of getting this thing together and, and moving it. And I mean, I grew up five miles from the old stadium. I've had tickets for 26 years, and I just can't believe the excuse after excuse. Uh, you know, Stephen Belichick, uh, Patricia. You know, I mean, Joe Judge, these are not good coaches. Uh, I'm sorry, this is a personal thing, and Bill is doing what he thinks is best, and it's clearly, letting Brady go clearly was not good for the football team. All right, John, good thought. I mean, it's a well-thought-out opinion, obviously very passionate about the team. I happen to disagree that Bill's not engaged this year. I don't know, you were down and talked to Bill. It seems like he's passionate about coaching. He may be backing the wrong guys, totally agree with that. He is as engaged as ever, but they're, for me, you know, obviously they won in 2018 and, and they they overcame the Butler situation, but the Bill mantra of I do what's in the best interest of the team took a huge ding, and the the coaches that he selected, I'm reading this great story from The Ringer, why, Bill, why Belichick has these coaching decisions, why he has these people in place, all to avoid paying... And as long as Patricia and Judge are not coordinators, then the teams, whether it be the Giants or the or the Lions, are forced to pay that money. But what and does Bill like, get out of that? But it's this it's an it's a middle finger. Bill is is loves going into the grain. He goes against <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he loves going into traffic in terms of convent, conventional thought and wisdom. He likes to go back at it. And it has worked brilliantly. You know, but this is stuff where it's like why are you worrying about this stuff? A guy that you say all the time is solely interested in, interested in what goes on in the field certainly devotes a lot of his time and energy to figuring out loopholes to screw other people out of money. Like, 
Why is he not giving him the coordinator name so he doesn't have to interview candidates? By the way, this story also, I don't agree with it. But they Who wrote go, this? Uh, it's The Ringer. I'll tweet it. I don't know who the author is. but is Brian Barrett? They go, uh, nope, he doesn't write there. He just does a podcast that I'm sure is great. Uh, Roger Sherman at The Ringer. Belichick's choices also stand out as the league attempts to foster diversity amongst, amongst its coaches. In 2016, Belichick was criticized for having the league's least diverse staff, and only one of the 10 men he has hired as coordinator in his career has not been white. By the way, Steve Belichick chumming it up with Greg at the dinner Thursday. Is he going to come on the show for real? No. Oh. And uh, Greg uh, on the show said that um, uh, doesn't expect him to be getting a head coaching job anytime soon. This is Ken and Curtis. We have BC football. I can't believe it. At 1130 this morning. Big day of college football. College football is so great. I know it's not pure like people like to think it was. It's never been pure. College football Saturday. You walk outside today. Perfect weather. You going to go to alumni? You should go over there. I got a, I got a baby. You have season tickets. Take the baby. <laughs> I haven't gone Did to BC a... send you a 22 Curtis jersey like the Patriots did? They did not. That's why I'm Team Patriots. Nine and eight. Okay. Well, nine and eight. Also today, it's Red Sox baseball. Winners of three in a row. And you can tune in to Brad Folk from our Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio before the, today's game and before all weekend home games. Brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, official truck of the Red Sox. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Great choice, Nick LeFan, as always. Can't go wrong with Ozzy and or Sabbath. Was listening to Sabra Cadabra coming in on the way. Great song from the Sabbath collection. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne still alive and going uh, strong. No jigs. He is. No jigs. He is performing the halftime show on Thursday night for the Rams and Bills game. Wow. How about that? How's he going to look? How the mighty have fallen? Probably not great. I got to give it to Lee Corso still going on today in college football. I mean, it, it is great to see him there. I'm not watching. I don't know, you know how strong he's doing, but it is just something comforting about having the same crew back uh, and getting ready for the big games today. I, I love college game day is the best pregame show of any kind anywhere outside of meter at 1130. I don't even listen to like what they say half the time. It's just like nice to have it on in the background Saturday morning, like Ken and Curtis, we hope. It's just, it, but I feel Lee Corso. I I think he should just be there for the headgear and put it on. This he has had a remarkable career, and he is far he sounds more lucid now than I do. But it's just he does. It just I don't like it. I don't like having people that aren't themselves still on TV constantly. By the way, Van Morrison in town tonight. Greg and I were supposed to go to this. Oh, are you going? Well, no, I have no tickets. Greg flipped town. He's on Nantucket. What he said he was giving them to you. Yeah, no, no, no word, no nothing. He is Nantucket bound. He's already there last night. What? Gonzo. So I'm left to my own devices. No Van Morrison. The tickets are outrageous for that show. And by the way, you just said flights are cheap. I just looked up using all my points remaining for two people round trip for Thanksgiving. 2000 bucks. Where are you going? Hawaii? Palm Beach. Oh, I don't know. Bradford just booked a trip to Tampa for 150 God, I bucks. I was all excited. Damn it. That is you a lot of money. You can get four Van Morrison tickets for that, Curtis. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I need a raise, Ken. Jesus. Van the man tonight. we got to get some Van Morrison rejoined coming back. What? A, what that is a douche move. He I, Didn't he say we were going to go radio, together? Yes. We record the show. I'll right. find it later. I mean. I'm left out. And he said, you could take me. And I said, that's okay. You can take whoever you want. I'm not a, I don't even know a Van Morrison Wait, so he, he has the tickets and he just didn't give them to anybody? And I quote, he said, I feel bad. I was going to take Ken, but I just because we asked about, he was like Labor Day plans. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to be going down to Nantucket, which is his first trip. I hope he enjoys it. 
And he said, but I, Ken can use the tickets, and maybe he'll take you, Curtis. And I said, that's okay. Whatever you want. Well, well I better text him then. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Do you take it with him to Nantucket? Can I get there and get back in time? I, 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 far, I, I know I don't want to, you know, give Greg a hard time, but he posts a, a video on Instagram yesterday of, like, I don't want the summer to end showing the lighthouse arriving on Nantucket. It's like, <laughs> woe is me. Like, oh, man, what a bumpy summer. Nobody lives it up more in the summer than you do. And well, that's you, why he doesn't want it to end. But guess what? It's the same thing in the fall, in the winter. What changes? <laughs> Just the, the sun sets earlier. Nah, he gets down in the winter. You, you can tell Greg is missing the... You know, he misses you, by the way. That's nah. part of the big. Oh my God, he loves Jackson. Who doesn't love Jackson? Oh, Jackson is a, a, a an absolute stud. But we're not talking about Jackson. Post show podcast coming soon to the Greg Hill Show. To be named later, Jackson Burns will be hosting it every morning after the Greg Hill Show with a member of the cast joining him for a five ten minute recap. Whatever, that's the plan. We have negotiations ongoing with Odyssey that'll be joining our great podcast, like Six Rings, first in Foxborough, etc. Jackson's the host. Jackson will be the host. All right, this could well, be a total disaster, but I think it'll be good. I, I have to say, I love Jackson. I, I think he, whenever he, when he, I was home Wednesday, Thursday, and when I heard whatever day it was, when they asked him if he said, I have a prepare to lead, <laughs> and it was that he went surfing and that they might enjoy it. Uh-huh, yeah. I was laughing my ass off. You weren't loving it when he showed up at that golf tournament, though. As we discussed last week. Well, Let's not sh- talk about that. When he showed up at the golf tournament and started yelling at me that I didn't reply to a text from five hours ago. We're in the middle of the radio telephone where I'm running around getting people on the radio. But <sighs> I'm just, I just want everybody to get along here. I'm worried about you and the other producers sometimes. but uh, The other producers? I'm just, what's, uh, everything good? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, there's kerfuffles here and there in the hallways and I walk in on it and I'm just yeah. like, all right. I am, just, I am all set. I just do my let's, job let's every just day. all hash it out and. Can we get along? Big fall coming up here. This is a big football week. Today, best game today is Notre Dame-Ohio State. That will be on AM850 tonight, 730 kick, and on ABC. I would say Georgia-Oregon, pretty damn Georgia-Oregon, also good with the uh, – both are big spreads. Sixteen. Georgia is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite for that game, 330 in Atlanta. Also, we have Cincinnati-Arkansas. That's a couple of ranked teams. And Utah-Florida is a good one, 7 o'clock on ESPN. And BC Rutgers, we will join Meter. And we have big news. Pete Cronin, Scott Mutrin, and the pregame show at 1130. Yes? Um, do you know what they used to call Scott Mutrin when I went to BC games when he was the quarterback? Don't know. Scott Putrid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he does a great job. Um, big news out of BC. Rutgers' starting quarterback is out. The line is now 9.5 points. Woo. BC from 6.5. So their, their quarterback that started 13 games last year. What's your over-under? What's your uh, win total for BC? Uh, they go 7-5 and five at least. The over-under is 6. Well, they got to win. 6 is what they've done for like 10 years straight. God, that would be embarrassing. I, I, I mean, Jeff Hathaway. Can't they win 8 once or twice? They, they did. By the way, they have Virginia Tech next week who lost the Old Dominion last night. What is uh, – so, the so you better win that game. Frank Beamer's son, the great coach at Virginia Tech for all those years, is the head coach at South Carolina. <laughs> so I wonder if they'll – you know, they have to go back to get the – Beamer kid, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. Virginia That's Tech a mess. used to be a wagon, but don't doesn't uh, Rut, uh, BC has Maine after that? So you should be three and zero. You win today, you're three and zero. I don't want to look ahead. I just want to a, a Fine, W today. But win eight games, please. They have a quarterback that I've heard of, and Nick LePan was saying he's like fifth. Uh, what is it? The odds? Fifth he's odds? The fifth, fi- the fifth highest odds to go number one overall in the 2023 draft. Wow, ahead of the plus eighteen quarterback Bryce Young. No, Head it's, of CJ, it's Stroud. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. They're like uh, plus 200 to 250, and then it goes two other guys and then uh, Dracovic. Okay. 
Well, that's today, 1130. Jeff Halfley and the crew. Third year for Halfley. Is he on the hot seat if he doesn't win eight? He just got an extension. No, just saying. Uh, but highest BC pick ever was Matt Ryan third, right, with the Falcons? I'll buy that. What did Mamula go? He went like seventh to the Eagles after. You're the BC history guy. Go I ahead. don't know. But I, I like today. Perfect day. I don't miss college very much. I'm if you were like, going to bet today, what's your bet? If you had the app at Massachusetts, we could. I would say BC wins by two touchdowns. Woo. Take BC in the point. Give the points. Now, football this week, Thursday NFL opener. Bills, Rams. Uh, what's the point spread on that one? That's got to be a Rams. I believe the Rams three. are two point favorites at home. Okay. Then the Patriots-Dolphins. Right now, Miami is a three-point favorite. One o'clock Sunday, Hard Rock Stadium. You feel good about that game, though, as we discussed to start the show. Curtis came out of the gate optimistic as hell today. Well, it's Expecting it, wrinkles, expecting trick plays, and expecting a 1-0 Patriots team. Wow. Okay, I was wrong. Buffalo, two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Rams. Are they really? Wow. What? People are on the bills, man. That, that, that is, is that is a lot of pressure on McDermott. Sneaky good uh, good thing for your uh, Pats fans. When was the last time the reigning champion was an underdog at home for the banner raising? I don't know. But I mean, the bills maybe are the Broncos because they lost uh, Peyton Manning. But uh, when they had the same quarterback, I can't envision that's ever happened. Yeah, Bills had a good offseason, except for losing Dayball. You're right about that. We don't we do not talk much about the Dayball loss. That could be bigger than we think. Right. So Dolphins three point favorites at home take the points in the Patriots bigly. That is this is a game where there are two things that I know for sure. One, Bill will be able to stifle Tyreek Hill at least for spots. What about he, what about Waddle and Gasecki though? That's the worry. The worry is that those guys dink and dunk it down the field with Tua. Tyreek flips out because he's checked a bunch of he's written a bunch of checks that he can't cash yet about how bad Mahomes is and how good Tua is. You introduce some doubt on that sideline. Has Make, he been ripping Mahomes? I haven't seen that. Tua? I mean uh, Tyreek? Oh really? yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, how did I miss that? Yeah, he said. What did he um, say about? He it? said that Tua throws the most catchable ball he's ever had. He's the most oh, accurate quarterback he's ever had. That's not really trashing Mahomes. What? What is it? Okay, so he's a little more accurate. I mean, I don't think Tua could even put his helmet on better than Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, uh, of well, course. Mahomes is just a freak. He's not like somebody I think of that's precisely accurate all the time. Okay, I mean, but that's the point. He said he's got a more all catchable. Right, it's a little, little shot. I'll, I'll grant you that. Okay, so Bill was able to stifle Tyreek when he had Mahomes throwing him the ball. Yep. Now he had, and that's with Andy Reid, probably the best offensive mind the last 20 years. And Eric Bieniemy there with the Chiefs. So then you have, with the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, a spinoff of Kyle Shanahan, with Tua and Tyreek. I think Bill can stifle those guys. He can figure out a defense. Second, the offense can't be as awful <laughs> as we have seen it. It can't be you don't as have to put it, that way. it can't be as confused. There is going to the be... The experimental air Mac attack with all the number two targets all over the field. Well, the offense certainly has looked like a number two. <laughs> I'm telling you, they can win with five twos. Uh, five twos greater than one elite. Five twos is known as diarrhea. Um, Hunter Henry, great, okay, Ken, great target. I, just let me finish this. Their offense will have a wrinkle or two that we haven't seen. <laughs> they will be better than we have thought they would be. The conversation after the game how many on points? Sunday. How many points they score? Oof. I think my prediction, prediction right now, 24-21 Patriots. I love it. In Miami. I love it. A I think so, tomorrow. too. Don't forget they have a rookie coach. They're, they will be growing pains there. Absolutely. And Thursday night, if the defending champions, underdogs at home, are able to beat the Bills, you're going into the week two, 1-0, Bills 0-1, and the whole conversation. 
and then you're entering Pittsburgh one and zero against Trubisky or Pickett yeah. after just beating a more talented team in Miami. Steelers uh, open in Cincinnati. They should probably be zero and one if that goes to form. Uh, I don't know if that'll affect you know things one way or the other. I can't see them making a quarterback change. It'll still be Trubisky. You would think either way. Yeah, it'll be a bag of suck. I think I think the Steelers think are going to be game. bad this year. Five yeah, and twelve, middle of the road. Nah, they always win seven or eight, but I don't think they'll be good. Then Baltimore, I don't know. Baltimore plays the Jets week one, which would be a win. Yes, so they'll get off of some confidence. It's a good week one schedule, though. Ooh, uh, but Baltimore against Flacco. Baltimore, yeah, yeah I know. Going to, and then you have all these bizarre like throwback games: Denver and Seattle, week one, Monday Night Football. Well, Denver's going to Russell goes them. home. You think he will? I guess so. There's Did six you see point Russell favorites. Wilson last night at the Serena match? That guy is a weird dude. There were a lot of big uh, celebs there. Oh, my God. But that was hardo central. As I <laughs> tweeted, 90% of the people at that match flew to Nantucket after it. Saquon Barkley was all in, in very uh, much invested. And who, Spike Lee, is he America's uninvited guest? <laughs> like, why is he at every What's event? Oh, with Spike Lee? Oh. Let's go to Owen in Westford. Hey, Hi. how you doing? How are you? Good. You guys keep on rehashing about Brady and friggin' Belichick. Friggin'. What about Montana and Walsh? You know, they... They're still uh, playing, right, Montana and Walsh? No, but I'm saying they parted ways the same way. And uh, so then Bart did Montana, and Bart Owen, did, happens. Owen, did Montana win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs? No. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't oh. matter. So, so if Brady had they sucked, left. Owen, if Brady, years Brady, is long enough. Brady, if Brady I didn't had say Brady sucked. I'm asking you a question. If Brady had sucked, you wouldn't be calling and saying, oh, oh, clearly Bill. You wouldn't do that, right? Nope. Okay. Nope, nope, because it's time to move on. Time's move on, whether we want it to or not. Now we have a new quarterback, and they're getting younger, hopefully. Okay. If they lose a bunch of games this year, this year who cares? Right. Great point. It's, it's I love time it. time to move on. Thank you, Owen. We're moving on. Air Mac. Mac is the future. Your side, i got to tell you, intelligent. Here's the, the, the core. The, this is the core that will decide the season. Doesn't get enough attention. Adrian Phillips, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise, Matt Judon, Devon Godshaw, that the new what happened? boogeyman defense, Nick. Are they elite or are they pretenders? I have a question for you. What happened to Judon? Jalen Mills, John Jones. Judon had COVID. And why did has anybody asked him about him begging desperately on Twitter for talent on the roster? I like that quote he gave to Gresham Keefe about doing what he can to make sure he finishes the way he starts. Did you just hear my question? It's good recognition. Has anybody asked him about him begging on social media for players like Julio Jones only to have them not signed Didn't here? Didn't quite work, yeah. But has anybody Let's asked try. him about that? You would like Gresh and Keith to? I mean, wouldn't that be the first question you had? Uh, we'll pass on the memo if they don't hear it right now. But d- wouldn't that be an interesting good, question? It would be a good question. Yeah. I mean, it's all off-season during free agency. He was saying, come to New England, come to New England. You're the associate executive producer of something. You can suggest that to them in the hallway. I wasn't like, ripping Gresham Keefe. They've only, sounds like you're ripping me. No, I, I'm saying the media that's covering the team, wouldn't that be the first question you'd ask? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was asked about it. I don't know. It, it seems like they didn't do what he was seeking them to do. I think it was tongue-in-cheek, though. I mean, it became a punchline at some point. He was inviting every free agent to sign here. Oh, so you think Bill enjoyed Matthew Judon doing that on social media? Yeah, Bill lets people be who they are. Lets, on snap face and yeah, my chat. Let your hair down. Yeah. Like, we let LePan be LePan. That's why he trends, totally. as he does right now. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Uh, I want to just say, like, conditioning down the stretch, you know. It's a, it's a long season. 
and I, I got to be fresh. And I've been asking some guys about uh, some old, older veterans about how they did it and uh, how they uh, went through uh, and made it through year upon year being great throughout the whole season. And so, uh, and so I, I just want to say my conditioning level, uh, uh, that's one thing, a big thing I'm working on. There's Judon. That's not the quote, but that's a quote. I like that quote. Working on a complete season. Curtis, you always ask what happened to the Pats in the, at the end of the year. Judon disappeared. Whether it was illness, whether it was COVID, whether it was injury, I, we're not sure. But he's where did at least Judon, he admits. Where did Judon play the year before the Patriots signed him? <clears throat> Baltimore, right? Do the Ravens have a history of letting really talented people walk away? Who was the last Raven that came to the Patriots under great fanfare on the defensive side yeah, of the ball? It didn't work out so well, but that's fine. Doesn't I mean, mean every great. Raven I love Judon. We need, we need more Judons. I think his personality is awesome. I can't wait to hear Gresham Keefe ask him mm-hmm. about. Uh, what happened because clearly <laughs> that didn't get asked so uh correction the text line may not always be right ken i don't know if you want to i always trust the text line that it is ken and curtis we have an abbreviated show today just in a couple minutes we will join here on our flagship bc football bc pregame kickoff at noon meter is ready for the call on some of our affiliates will be uh joining cbs radio so got that going can we get this impar- impartial observer on you, brady you, belichick can I just mention that Bradford will be from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio before today's game, brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, official truck of the Red Sox, as the Sox go for four in a row. But, yes, would you like to hear from Alan Everett? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't Always know. down the middle. Yep. I am. Yeah, had to, had, to, had to call. Two things. That that gentleman that called, John from Canton, the season ticket holder, Chris, save that take. That kid was tremendous. Everything he said, he spot on. And, be, and, and, you, and to dress – Ken, you with the, with the how could Kraft have franchise tagged him? Wouldn't he have been a bad guy if he had done that? That shouldn't have came to that. He wanted two two years and fifty million. Should have gave him that. How about that? They he, offered him two years and fifty million. Gasper <laughs> wrote that. Never came, it would have never came to that. Uh, Ken, it's a it's, it's a bunch of bull. And and any season ticket holder out there, save that tape of John from Canton. If you don't feel like he feels, and every Patriot fan don't feel like that guy feels that. It must be the first day with your new brains because there's something wrong with all of you. It was the biggest disgrace in the history of sports. It's, he's right. It's Bill's ego is the only reason that, that he's gone, that, that Tom Brady's gone. And absolute, And, and if, if the football gods are out there, he gets what he's got coming. And if Kraft tried to keep him at all, tried to keep Brady at all, and Brady said, forget it, I can't do it anymore, you can bet your ass Bill Belichick's getting fired. Thank you, Al. Let's go to Mark in Florida on the Kenny Curtis Show. Hi, Mark. Hi, guys. Uh, good morning. Morning. I, I, Curtis, Curtis and I are on the same page. And by the way, real quick, I know you got to go in a second. Radio Gold was Wiggy telling Courtney she was terrible at golf. Oh, my God. That was one of the best moments of the year. That was real hostility. I to, to, totally agree. Curtis, you're one of my favorite guys on the radio. I am not a Bloom defender, but... If I want you to just tell me if this could have been a thought process during the off season. You start it. Your rotation is Sale, Eovaldi, Waka, Whitlock, Hill, and even Pavetta, six starter, who's terrible, by the way. Right. Uh, he didn't anticipate all those injuries. Story oh. Hernandez. We've lost a lot of offense to injuries and starting pitching. Do you think he thought that rotation was good enough, and he'll just figure out the back end of the bullpen later. There you That's go. My... I like it, Mark. we got to roll. I appreciate the kind words. My issue with that is 
anybody that looks at Chris Sale as anything other than gravy, then you're mistaken. Because can we stop that next year? Like, oh, no, I'm counting on him. We next don't need an off-season acquisition. We have Chris Sale coming back. <laughs> Big trade deadline acquisition. <laughs> right. Chris Sale every year. Next. Wait, a Whitlock's starter though next year. Next J- year, Jason, he's at the Blades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, good luck to BC. I'm expecting big go things. Go Eagles. Better not blow it today. Let's go. 3-0 and start right in their future if they can get this one today you, at the Heights. You can't go undefeated unless you win week one. My man Meter, my radio role model, has your pregame and your call up at noon. Well, 1130 pregame, moments away. Good job, Nick, Nick Lepancy, uh, later this week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.